So a couple years ago, Dave and I made a show for Channel 101 called Doing It with J.D. Riznar. Are you following me so far? Absolutely. Great show. Okay, so we built a bulletin board in the show, and we recorded this song together. It went like this. Um, there's a lot of passion in the song, and I can't help but think when I listen to it that we might have fucked when we recorded it. It's a good chance. I mean... You know, were there any blackouts? We did some drinking. There was some wine coolers involved. And, and, you know, I can't say for sure we didn't fuck, but all the evidence we have is in this song. And this is dripping with passion and longing. Yeah. Oh, hey, everyone. Welcome to Beyond Yacht Rock. This is the podcast that takes you on uncharted journeys through into, I don't know, arbitrary genres. I'm J.D. Riznar, and I think uh, Dave and I probably fucked giving our history and close friendship. It's been a long time. I'd, I'd be surprised if we didn't. Um, you th- hey, Hunter. Hi. Do you think Dave and I fucked? Yes, but not while you're making this song. This has nothing to Wait, do with you guys Here's Dave's part. God, perfect pitch. Oh, yeah. man. You sound like you have a throat full of balls. <laughs> yeah. You can't fuck that. I forget that song. Steve, do you think Dave and I fucked? I never really thought about it because I'm not 14. <laughs> oh! oh! Boy, this is oh. how this is going to go. Boom! Start go. early. Is, yeah. uh, right off the bat. Oh, not having fun with this swinging. one. Yeah. All right, well, we have a conscientious objector to tonight's <laughs> well, let's theme. Just, let's drink and make some mistakes tonight. <laughs> tonight's, <laughs> tonight's genre is these guys probably fucked. But before we get to the genre, let's get to today's Yacht Rock Bone Throw of the Day. Hunter? Hey, everybody. (laughs) Tell us about this song. Uh, This is uh, Max's Nobody's Business. Take a listen to this. This is my Yacht Rock Bone Throw. I'll let you uh, seep in a little bit of this Yeah, this is a really good one. This is, I think, my favorite bone throw we've had. Yeah, you really knocked it out of the park on this one, I gotta say, Hunter. I'm setting the bar. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna read some stuff off for a real second. Uh, give you a little background. So, uh, oh wait, hold on. Let's listen to this. That's that doobie. This is why I picked this one. All right. So uh, these guys were some uh, LA uh, studio musicians. Uh, Jay Gruska, lead singer, piano, wrote uh, for some uh, Chicago song. Uh, Michael Landall. He was a uh, he was a high school classmate with Steve Lukather from uh, from Toto. Uh, this was produced by Yacht Rock stalwart Michael Omardian of Sailing Fame. Sailing mm-hmm. producer, he's huge. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, let's see, uh, Bill Champlin. Oh, I love Bill Champlin. We'll talk about him probably later, but he's a Yacht Rock guy, Beardo. Went on to join Chicago after a couple fine Yacht Rock albums as a solo act. And Discovery, the drummer, to Maxis, went on to drum with Jethro Tell, thus bringing Yacht Rock 6 into, into, uh, into there's myth. Finally, there's into finally the a reason. Yeah. There's finally, finally a reason. Relevant. Yeah, now there's a reason. For those of you who uh, don't know our internet show, Yacht Rock, 
<laughs> yeah, right. Everybody That's where we got the name of the it. podcast yeah. from. Uh, yeah. That's why have, we exploited the name. We yeah, had a you weird didn't, you episode. didn't click on this because of our names. We did a weird episode with Jethro Tull, who's not really out rock. But now we're tied in. And the thing I love about this song here is that it sounds, you know, Steal Away by Robbie Dupree sounds like a ripoff of what a fool believes. And this song sounds like a ripoff of Steal Away. They, they, I, they knew they could do a better job because they were better musicians. So they... They were like, we're gonna rip you off and do it better. Oh, meow. That was, that must have been, what what a bunch of dicks. And I'd recommend, highly recommend looking for this song on YouTube to watch the video. Uh, It's a great song. It's about a teenage girl who falls in love with the band Maxis. And then, (laughs) and then, and then at the end, they all marry her. Spoiler alert. Wow, wow. Is it a dream or not? Who knows? Seventies must have been great. 80s. Sure. Buddy. <laughs> Wait, I remember the 80s. Any final thoughts on this Maxis song? Other than it's um, I'll say this. It is in t- this whole album is very, very listenable. This isn't the only Yacht Rock song on this album. The album is jam-packed with hits. We'll be visiting it again sometime soon. <laughs> but when right. those Maxis. Hey, but when nobody's we do, business. it's nobody's business but ours. Oh. Hey, hey, speaking of that, maybe it's time we get down to business. Oh. Yeah, it is. So what's today's theme, Dave? What's our genre today? Today's theme, they probably fucked. Now, David Bowie passed around passed around. Passed around, <laughs> passed around a lot of dicks. Uh, passed away recently. And uh, I've been thinking a lot about David Bowie. Uh, and his career, and who he probably touched dicks with. Uh, but aside from being a prolific artist and one of my all-time favorites, he's known for, you know, defying gender and sexual norms when people were afraid to do so. Uh, kind of made it okay to blur the lines, the gender lines in rock and roll. Uh, but he also <laughs> banged many of his collaborators. Uh, most famously, Mick Jagger and Tina Turner. Sounds favorite. Do you know this probably one? Iggy Pop and Lou Reed. And maybe Freddie Mercury and Bing Crosby. Maybe. There's no proof in it. Yeah, but they, mm-hmm. they a lot of hearsay. Yeah. Tons of hearsay. And the thing about this genre is we have no evidence that anybody that we're talking about here actually fucked. All we can do is listen to the music and listen to the chemistry and the lyrics. It's <laughs> a great example. Yeah. I mean, these guys never got to work together. I mean, we didn't hear the banter that they go back and forth with at the beginning. Yeah, listen to these lyrics. The longing lyrics. Uh, a little drummer. I mean, boy. it's a classic. Terrible example song. Terrible example song. I thought it was going to be dancing in the streets. Whose idea was this song? Uh, for <laughs> anyone who doesn't know this, this is uh, David Bowie and Bing Crosby performing Little Drummer Boy together in a famously awkward Christmas special duet. Let's take a listen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we just let's lay out the rules and play Little Drummer yeah. Boy. <laughs> I feel like. I feel like you might have stolen some of my thunder here with uh, dancing in the streets. Well, the thing about it, when when two people are singing together, usually not not little drummer boy. But what's implied is that they're in a relationship of some sort. They want to make you think, get excited about, oh, maybe these two are dating, and that's why they're singing about these yeah, these like you sexy don't, songs you and don't having bring sexy flowers. sex with each other. Yeah. Neil Diamond and uh, Barbara Streisand. You don't yeah. bring me flowers. So we're going to look at that. Tragic yeah. end of a relationship. I, I think another uh, important aspect of these guys probably fucked genre is sloppy songwriting or production. 
that makes a song that's not meant to be about two people having sex sound exactly like it's about two people having sex. And we have a lot, we have a couple of really fun ones in the countdown. Or, or it is about two people having sex, and then they couldn't figure out who the other person was, so they just grabbed another artist that doesn't make any sense. With just the sort person. of threw them together. Yeah. Uh, good producing. Uh, also, the, uh, the, the lyrics. Is there subtext? I don't think the song My Dingling was actually about a little bell. I think it was about the dude's wiener. Uh, oh, really? I do. I do. Maybe. I don't think I'm going out on a limb here. I think um, it's about playing with yourself. And, the, you know, today's episode is also really about probability. Webster's defines probable as supported by evidence strong enough to establish presumption but not proof. So we'll be looking at evidence today, both circumstantial and of any other kind. Oh, and I also want to bring one thing up that I learned by a fellow podcaster on our network, Kumail Nanjiani in his X-Files files, he talked about shippers. And these are people who really, 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 really want the people that they're fans of to be in a relationship and be fucking. Absolutely. South Park just did an episode about this, uh, fan art. Uh, well, we're doing an episode about this. And Dave, you're a shipper. <laughs> well, maybe I'm reading into a few of these more than I should. But uh, have you ever listened to a David Bowie collaboration and not imagined that they fucked? It's hard not to. Yeah. It's hard not to. All this David Bowie stuff that America's made me listen to after his death. A lot of bad karaoke. All, all I'm doing is thinking about who he's fucking or not. <laughs> and it's it's distracting. So we really want to uh, throw, a, throw a bone of distraction into these songs. It's sort of what we're all about uh, with this genre. And just to make sure that we don't tarnish David Bowie's memory too much with this theme... <laughs> Uh, Hollywood Steve Hollywood Steve is going to uh, take a little vacation for this podcast and be replaced by a new character, a new character named Dr. Conscience, the meta-commentator, who will sort of uh, police these selections in a, as uptight a fashion as possible to make sure that we're kind of on track here. With, hope, uh, it's not too much at anybody's expense. I hope Do Dr. Conscience comes back around <laughs> when we talk about hair metal. <laughs> All right, all right, Professor Broke Dick. Let's get this countdown started. All right. Number 10. Okay, first up on our list of people that I think probably fucked, Ashford and Simpson. The song's called Found a Cure. Coming in at number 10. Now, a fun fact about Ashford and Simpson is that they were, in fact, a married couple. <laughs> yes, they were. And they did, they did fuck. So we're I would imagine. We're going to start out by setting the bar of probability very, very high. Yeah, I'd say so. But I think what's more interesting about uh, these two is that they might not have fucked. I don't know. I wasn't it, there. It could have been a marriage that was made just to sell more records. Whoa. Found a cure. Yeah. For what? For heartache. See, this song is about finding a cure for heartache. And what it is is fucking. Having sex is the cure. Found a cure is having sex with people. They say it's love, but they mean having sex together. Sexual healing. So the the, the sexual, the text is loud and clear. We're having sex together. Ashford and Simpson, we are fucking each other. Yeah, I will agree. I think it's very, very probable that they may have fucked. But we did discuss briefly the con. Maybe they didn't fuck. And I like to bring up the uh, tension in uh, famous relationships like uh, Rolling Stones, Keith and Mick famously can't stand each other. Joey and Johnny in the Ramones hated each other. What if Ashford and Simpson 
use their sexual tension of not fucking to write great songs. The songs are so good, that's the only thing I could think of. But then again, why are they on the they probably fuck list? These guys probably fucked. I think they fucked. Dr. Conscience, who talks about himself in the third person frequently, would just like to say that, you know, after all this David Bowie crap we pulled at the beginning, he was a little nervous about how this list might go. But so far, I think, as Dr. Conscience, that we're off to a rousing start. Oh, thanks, Dr. Yeah, Conscience. Yeah, Dr. Well, Conscience is a stick in the mud I thought it was going to yeah, be. Yeah, you're not as uptight and terrible as I thought I, you would be. Well, let's just wait and see. Let's move on. Okay, moving on. <laughs> okay. This one's Dancing Clown. Joni Mitchell, Billy Idol, and Tom Petty. Such an unlikely trio, there's only one thing that must have brought them together. I agree. Joni Mitchell had a lot of good songs. This is not one of them. Well, one but, thing brought, brought them together was bad decisions. Yeah. Well, she went after Billy Idol after she saw him at the 1987 Grammy Awards. Said, this is the most relevant musician in rock and roll today. She chose him after 90% of his essential work was behind him to do this duet, or tri triad. What do you call that? Yeah, hey, whatever, just go with it. Just duet with trio. three people. Trio. Yeah, 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 like the Kingston guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she goes after Billy Idol, and then Tom Petty, and they come up with this. Listen, I'll try to interrupt when, when one of these guys are singing. It's really weird and dumb. It's like, you ever uh, be a theater nerd or, or, or like think about theater nerds having sex? You ever be yeah, a theater yeah, nerd? Yeah, theater nerds, band, band kids. And a, not like rock band kids. <laughs> like marching band kids, like yeah. I was in. Yeah, uh, uh, I would say no only because they're bringing up clowns. Coitus and clowns do not go together unless coitus is the name of a clown. Well, it's a metaphor. Like, I'm gonna, we're both gonna dance, and whoever you like, who's dancing better to this kind of music, I'll be you, your, you I'll be your clown. Them. Bring on the dance and clowns. And then, what's that fucking, mean? And then Joni no. says, "Let's just all I'll have sex you. together." It's the only thing that could have happened with these three getting together Five. to record this song. And Joni Mitchell had a reputation back then. Like, people like her oh, and Carly gosh. Simon. Clowns? Uh, can like, you do a bunch can, of clowns? Can you cite that? Uh, no. Do I mean, I Dr. Could, Conscience would just like to uh, wish Joni the best on continuing to recover from her <laughs> near-fatal stroke and aneurysm last year. Well, when you carry memories about what and, went uh, on during the recording of this song, it's going to blow a couple tubes <laughs> in your brain. <laughs> I, I, Dr. Conscience would also like to say, medical issues aside, this is a weird song, <laughs> and there's no harm in, in, in rediscovering this in and of itself. Uh, just the same way that when David Bowie died, I wanted to go back and listen to The Laughing Gnome a couple more times. All right, thanks, Dr. Conscious. <laughs> you think thanks he... for bringing us down yeah. again. Wow. Uh, apparently, Joni Mitchell uh, named the people in this song after uh, uh, a betting slip at Santa Anita. Just saw the names of horses and yeah. put them in a song. We talked over this song like a bunch of assholes, but check out our Spotify list and listen to it, because this is outrageous. I'm going to put it in as many countdowns in this show as I possibly can. Number eight. Here we go. 
Alright, this song is about sex because that bass line is about sex. Yeah, they're bringing it right in. This is Nelly and Tim McGraw teaming up on a song called Over and Over. And this is, this is kind of a weird one. This is another one, it really helps if you see the video. It's a split screen and it shows both of these guys, obviously from different worlds, doing the exact same thing as each other. They're waking up in the morning, they're uh, putting on their clothes, they're driving their cars, one in a pickup truck, one in a lowrider, like just really stereotyping these two dudes as they go through their day. Because they're going to meet at a hotel. That's the thing. In the end, they get on their own private jets and they go and meet somewhere. At Howard Johnson's in a terrible city. The Hojo in like uh, Racine, Wisconsin. And they're either singing about how much they miss each other or they have plans to meet up and fuck yeah, the thing is, I don't know if these guys actually fucked, but I think this is, song is a good example of like just sloppy production and songwriting, implying that these guys uh, fuck. Because he keeps talking, Nelly keeps singing about things he hears in his head, thinking about it over and over again, and then Tim McGraw's voice when he sings, like, I can't get mad loving you, is all echoey and like has an effect on it, like it's inside his head. So it sounds like Nelly keeps thinking about Tim McGraw singing about how much he loves him. I think, I think that Nelly and Tim McGraw wrote their own uh, slash fiction. <laughs> they 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 got together and said, "Hey, they're not. They didn't actually fuck." You're saying they're shipping themselves? Yes, yes. They're they're same sex shipping, how slash does, fictioning themselves. How does this kind of collaboration come to be? No, I, these guys got together and said, "Hey, let's what fuck." If, no, what <laughs> if we fucked? How would it sound? This is what it would. Okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah. And then let's let's write a let's write a. A video uh, spec. So you're saying the song's based in fantasy? Yeah, yeah. That's that's my theory. That's my theory. Okay, um, I can get on board with your that. fantasy and theirs. Yeah. But here's the thing, guy. Like Tim McGraw is married to Faith Hill, who physically, in everything I can imagine, is the complete opposite of Nelly. So if she's truly his type, Nelly was totally out of luck if he invited Tim McGraw into this song, hoping to get some balls tickled. I think the way a song like this happens is when a hip-hop artist calls a country artist a cracker or a country artist makes fun of hip-hop and then they come together and shake hands or they want to fuck. And I couldn't find anything from the prior. So Dr. Conscience just wants to say, as the first potential cheap gay joke of the podcast, uh, Dave, <laughs> what is it about you and your bizarre sexual fantasies that really connects with this <laughs> song in particular. What is it about this? Is it is it the interracial aspect that that gets you off, or is it is it that it's these two macho genres that are kind of coming together and then settling into something a little more sensitive? Like it's probably the it fucking. Exactly. I'm guessing it's the fucking. I I think it's because they probably fucked. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. also because it's fun because they would kick your ass. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Either one of these fuck. guys would have been the dudes that threw me in a dumpster in high school. Also, it's clearly Okay, Dr. Beautiful. Conscience is good with that, then. That's, uh, I think I think we're in the clear. Thanks, Dr. Conscience. Yeah, hey, Dr. Conscience, eat a dick. <laughs> Number seven. Here's a real confusing <laughs> one. Like Kenny Loggins doesn't hate us enough already. <laughs> so Kenny Loggins and Steve Perry, songs called Don't Fight It. Anyone who's seen our Yacht Rock shows would remember this song from that. Dr. Conscience is taking this so personal. Yeah, We're not talking about Kenny. We're not saying they 
actually fucked. We're saying we we're saying they probably, probably fucked. Probably fucked. <laughs> we don't have any proof. I mean, listen we, to the song. Yeah, I don't have the exact mathematical computations right in front of me to judge the probability. And listen, listen to the Dr. title. Dr. Conscience is a very literal-minded person. Okay, literal man, listen to the title of this song. Don't fight it. What is it? And why are they fighting? Yeah. Why would two guys sing to each other about, hey, hey, guy, don't don't fight the urges you have for that girl. I'm not fighting against the urges I have for this girl. Especially when Steve Perry's complaining about women through the, like, listen, uh, they're complaining about women. Okay. They're together. Let's fuck. Yeah. What if, if, if Kenny Loggins was singing to Carly Simon, would you think, got Dr. Conscience, would you think they were talking about fucking? Singing these lyrics? Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, let's. Like, oh! Dr. Conscience, Dr. Conscience oh! would like to say. Dr. Conscience would like to say that when you watch the Yacht Rock series, we generally treat the music with respect because we genuinely like it. Not making cheap jokes about it. This is it. This is I love it. I would like. Dr. Yeah. Conscience would like to repeat that. Now, having said that, Dr. Conscience has no idea what the fuck this song is about. Because the lyrics don't really make that much sense. And so Dr. Conscience can see why Are you this running song is in Dr. the countdown. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you what it's about, Dr. It's about two male friends considering making love to each other. And it's a beautiful thing. There's nothing wrong. We're not making cheap jokes. We're interpreting the lyrics of the song. Yeah. We're trying to figure Which out. Which are very difficult I'll to interpret. I'll make a cheap joke. This sounds like a Kenny in prison song. Like, uh, like these guys were bunkmates after a while and they could only... They couldn't fight it any longer, and it was a little, a little uncomfortable. But just you know, they just they had to. Somebody had to. It took about fifteen minutes in a cell together. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, number six. Okay, this is going to be one that most people aren't familiar with. This uh, is the theme song to Twins by Little Richard and Philip Bailey. For the movie motion picture Twins starring Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger as unlikely twins born in a test tube experiment. One was supposed to be a cultured genius, the other turned out to be a slob, so they cast him out into the world. Now, the lyrics of this song, in my opinion, point nothing to being twins. And I think it has zero to do with the movie. Well, let's listen to it, let's title. listen to it. This is a great song. I don't think it's about being twins. Outside and in. Yeah. Well, I've invited an expert guest into the studio to get his opinion on this song. I would like to introduce a real-life twin, Paul Isaacson. Hey. Hey, every hey guys. Hey. hey, Paul. These guys fuck. Uh, well, Paul doesn't know that. We don't. He doesn't have it. He's not smart enough to be one of the main guys in this podcast like yeah. we are. Oh, okay. We're gonna ask him his right. expert like opinion, which is: you are a twin. You have a twin brother. Yes. Whose name brother. is? His name is Dave. Dave. Sounds like a cool dude. Yeah, yeah right. it's a good name. So now, when you've listened to this song, does it properly capture the feelings you have as a twin? Uh, this song captures a lot of things. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> It captures uh, Little Richard at his height. <laughs> the other guy, it captures five, him as five. well. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, but does it capture the feeling of what it's like to be a twin with Dave? Answer the question. Okay, uh, Doctor uh, Conscience. Uh, well, Doctor Conscience to, says, yeah. "Does does being when being a twin does the magic ever end?" Like it says in the song. Mm. 
the magic the magic stops and starts. It stops and starts. So right. the magic Thank does you. end every now and then, which means these two know nothing about twins. And this song is about Four. two people having sex together. I've got I've got a quick theory. Oh, Maybe yeah? they're just better twins than I am. I don't think no, so. No, they're not. Get so. out of here. Oh, what the hell was that? Help. Thanks, Paul. Get out of here. So, listen. A twin, Paul Isaacson, everybody. A twin spoke in the magic does end when you're a twin. These guys have no idea what they're talking about. They had sex. They wrote a song about it. And I can see it happening. Little Richard and Philip Bailey in the screening room watching twins, yucking it up. Uh, they, they're sharing a, a, a box of popcorn. Hands accidentally touch. Uh, little... I, uh, Philip Bailey says to Little Richard, so, Richard, what do you, Little, Little, what do you feel like it's like being twins? And Little Richard goes, I have a couple ideas. One thing leads to another. They're having sex. I think it's about Start sexual narcissism. I think it was with something, a, a fetish known as uh, mirror sex. So in layman's terms, these guys dressed up alike and then jerked off in front of each other. That's what my guess is. It's a fantastic theory. Yeah. We're, we're going to move on. We're going to ask Dr. Conscientious, or whatever his name is, to leave the studio and, and bring Hollywood Dr. Con Job. Hollywood Steve back in for 50 states. Oh, hi, everybody. And 50 podcasts. Hey, it's hey Steve. Steve. Hey, thank, welcome hey, I'm back. back. Did I miss anything? Uh, yeah, yeah, there was a real the entire... job of a dude in here. <laughs> <laughs> his name was Dr. Conscious. He was stupid. What, what a stupid bit. Yeah. He had yeah. short Wouldn't hair. answer a question. Um, all right, so we're at 50 states and 50 podcasts. This is a terrible segment. We're going to keep it going until we get through all 50 states. Today, Hollywood Steve's picked our song. Now here, here's the re- other than other than the state it's from, which we're going to get to in a minute. The reason I picked this song is that over Christmas, my brother, as his his gift to the family, got that that uh, that DNA test where you drool in the cup and then you I send it in and they tell you your ethnic makeup. Yeah. Uh, and there had been this family legend a long time that uh, one of the like great 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 something grandfathers was Happy a, who Huey. was adopted into the family was a Cherokee and the DNA test confirmed that this family legend was in fact true so I am somewhere in the neighborhood of about 1% Cherokee and so the song I've chosen is Indian Reservation by Paul Revere and the Raiders now who can tell me what state Paul Revere and the Raiders let's let's take a break to think about it Oh wait! I thought the chorus was coming. It was gonna be awesome. I want to. Yeah, the I chorus wanna, is awesome. I think they're from Oklahoma because that's where the Cherokee Nation is. Yeah, I I did. I intentionally didn't look it up, but I wanted to say a place uh, southwest, maybe 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 as far north as Nebraska. I'll go Nebraska. Oh, I'm going South Dakota. Cherokee people, Cherokee tribe, so proud you live, so proud you die. You know, I got the same DNA thing, mm-hmm. and I had the same legend, but it turns out I was just black. Hunter, save it for your state. It oh. turned out we weren't black. <laughs> yeah. Hunter's super black. He's one of Congratulations, No, Everything makes sense now. Yeah. Uh, so what's the state, Steve? I don't the know. The state where Paul Revere the Raiders farmed is Idaho. Idaho! Idaho. I was close Nebraska! Hey, Steve, thank you so much for clicking that terrible state off the map. Yeah. Any other famous people from Idaho? Or? No, this was the only... I googled bands from Idaho. This was the only one I found. And oh. technically, they ended up based in Oregon because there's nothing in Idaho. Oh, but that's great. We got Idaho off the map. We got to listen to this amazing song that yeah. started... I think it inspired Marlon Brando to take a stand at the Oscars. Probably. I want to say that uh, I saw this song that was going to be on the list, and so I gave it a listen. 
And I spent all night thinking about why Dave picked these, this song as guys, uh, these guys probably fucked and it, it fucking blew my mind. It would make more sense if he played the 1910 Fruit Gum Company version. Uh, all right, let's get back to the countdown, huh? All right. Wait, hold on, Dr. Conscience is coming Oh, back Dr. Over. Conscience would just like to say that uh, some of the terminology used in the song Indian Reservation is perhaps not... <laughs> uh, the imagery we would use today to evoke sympathy for the plight of the oppressed. But it was 1970. Consciousness was emerging. I think we should give them the benefit of the doubt for what was in their hearts. Yeah, even the uh, drumbeat was a little stereotypical. <laughs> a bit. A bit. Number five. Okay. <laughs> this one's pretty obvious to me. This is Opposites Attract, Paula Abdul and MC Scat Cat. Dr. Conscience would like to say that these two definitely fucked. Now, you see, I have a hard time with this one, and I'll tell you why. Paula Abdul is a woman, MC Scat Cat is a cartoon. You know what? This this is, have you not seen woman? Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah, yeah but also this is bullshit. Nobody called part. out Hunter for picking a cartoon on Try and Raps with Bart Simpson. Settle down. Yeah, but All we right. didn't. Settle nobody down. has to. A physical person doesn't have to have sex with that cartoon. They don't Listen, have to. MC Scat Hat Scat Cat has a Wikipedia page. Do you have a Wikipedia I do page? Do not have a Wikipedia. Yeah, none of us. So have now Wikipedia who's page. real? Oh man, MC. Okay, well I will say this. I will say this. Uh, this is Hollywood. Weirder things have fucked, like any woman and me. I yeah, feel that is like weird. Every woman I've ever had sex with seems like as imaginary as MC Scat Cat, including my wife. Like it's amazing that I can't believe that she looks at me and goes like. I'll have sex with him. She must be a cartoon. Somebody must have drawn her. The Lord must have drawn her. The my animation wife. is very good on well, your that, wife. What <laughs> animation? Wait a minute. In, very this, in this scenario, that makes you Paula Abdul. Yeah, yeah. I've danced. I've choreographed. I've judged people's talent. You've been hey, a guys, Laker girl. I have. I have been like. I've never uh, fucked a cartoon though. Hey guys, I just wanna. I just wanna. You say, want to? Virgin Records released a press kit for uh, MC Scat Cat. So I just want to say that they said, and I quote, MC Scat Cat is a street philosopher with an alley cat point of view, with an eye for the ladies, and remains, hold on, hold on. You can be describing Heathcliff. And remains, and remains on the smooth tip with an old school rap influence, which adds to the, adds the street to his new school hip hop. Sounds he like went a real to a guy. lot of That's schools. That's a real guy. He went to a lot of schools, this MC yeah. Scat Cat. Yeah. Listen, they don't let cartoons into school. And he has an eye for the ladies. The last time I checked, Paula Abdul was a... Lady! lady. Huh? Do you there think you Paula go. Abdul fucked Heathcliff? Uh, I don't know. I think, I think Dr. Conscious? Uh, That's a weird question yeah, coming from you. Are uh, pulling that out of your ass, Dr. Conscious? Dave mentioned Heathcliff. Yeah, you have some yeah, evidence. I think find, some con- find some evidence. I think Paula Abdul would have gone for, the, uh, for the, convertible, <laughs> the convertible cats, the other cats in the Heathcliff cartoon. Oh, God, enough about Heathcliff. we gotta, we got to move on. That was a good theme song. Yeah, it was. All right, save it. Four. This one's a real surprise. This one's top notch. Yeah. Also, uh, Blake Shelton has a alley cat point of view with an eye. Oh, I'm sorry. That no, was the wrong one. I'm this sorry. is Hillbilly Bone by Blake Shelton and Trace Adkins. Two country boys. Listen, listen. let's take a minute and really listen to the lyrics on this one. Yeah. Full of shit. 
friend in New York City. Ah, uh, New York City. Oh. Where they make bad salsa. Don't know nothing about grits and greens. Good one, Dr. Collins. Been south of Queens. All right, never been south of Queens. Queens. It's a weird thing to say. They say Queens a lot in this song. What kind of guy in New York City has never been south of Queens? South I mean, of Queens is Brooklyn, and you can cr- there's several streets that you cross and yeah. wind up. And Manhattan is south. Yeah, everybody's everybody's from New York has been to Manhattan. So the story of this song is these country boys have invited this weird guy who never left Queens down to the south on a business trip. I don't know what business he works at that doesn't let him go anywhere else in New York City, but sends him down south, and they take him to a honky-tonk, and they look at country queens that are are surprisingly pretty, and then they... And then they they say hillbilly bone, and everybody's got a hillbilly bone in them. I'd like to to talk to Dr. Conscience for a second. Please do. Him being a medical doctor and all. Yes. This song is clearly about genetics, right? By being autosomal dominant and everybody having a having a redneck country bone. Yes. Like okay. for example, uh, my my own ethnic stock is roughly about fifty. Well, you just did Irish the genetic Scots test. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, we both. So done I'm fifty percent hillbilly. No. Well, I will say that you kind of ruined that point. When during the video, every time you say hillbilly bone, you're pointing at your country dick. Yeah. Ruins the ruins the whole scientific thing. This this song isn't subtext. This song is text. Yeah. I mean, you would have to be mentally stunted to go through these lyrics and not realize they're about bone in your hillbilly buddy. You give you you put this in the genre of these guys probably fuck. This song is the one song where every lyric is spot on. You do not need an imagination. Once you see the song in that way, it it all lines up. And I don't know if it was like a prank from the songwriter or just a complete accident. It's mind-blowing. These guys, this is not a song. This is not supposed to be a song about fucking city boys from New York City. But it is! Yeah, absolutely. And the fact that they couldn't see this astounds me because I don't think they'd be in on the joke. Was there a question for Dr. Conscience? Yes, it was. Is that what this song is about? Yes, it's about fucking. Oh. Well, that... <laughs> I meant DNA. I meant it's genetics. Clearly, no, this is clearly about fucking. Okay, well, there you go. All right. Number three. I like these hot Latin beats in the, uh, the bumpers. Oh. oh, this is a blast from Dr. Conscience's past. <laughs> yeah, this uh, this one's a bit of a nod to Hollywood Steve. Wish he was here. Uh, this is Everything You Do, <laughs> parenthetical, You're Sexing Me, Fiona and Kip Winger. Oh, this one's hot, It's not man. Fiona Winger. It's, her name's just right. Fiona. Kip Winger and Fiona. <laughs> Fiona was actually dating another guy in Winger. Absolutely. The guitar player. What's his name? Reb uh, Beach. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And so Hollywood Steve must have well, told Hold on, let me, let me set this up. Okay. In 1988, Lita Ford and Ozzy Osbourne did the song Close My Eyes Forever. And it was a power ballad, hair metal. It kind of set the bar. It was Ozzy's first top ten hit ever. Yeah, and a lot of other bands uh, attempted this. Hunter can tell us. Uh, Udo, Durst Udo Dursteider? From uh, Accept. <laughs> yeah, he did, did it. Dancing with an Angel. Yeah. Um, this is Kip Winger and Fiona's attempt. And an attempt it was. And I think they fucked. 
Yeah, I think so, too. Kip Winger is one of those guys with a, a big sexual face. Like, uh, whoever the guy is in Ashford and Simpson, I keep forgetting. Like, it's either Ashford, Ashford or Simpson. Ashford's a guy? Ashford's guy. Ashford has a big face, and I feel like he's just a fuck machine. And Kip Winger is the same kind of guy. It's just like... When he's in a room, women just want to get on that big face guy's dick. Yeah, he's or just on got his face. face. Yeah, and when there's you, a lot of room to ride there. Dude, and when you're and, and when your when your boyfriend's boss walks in and you're you're Fiona and you're like oh and he's like I want to sing a song with you Fiona. You're, well, here's you're here's gonna my fuck point him. about that. Adriana Smith groupie was dating Stephen Adler of Guns and Roses. Guns and Roses. And Axel wanted some real sexy sounds on Rocket Queen. Actually banged her in the studio to get her doing their ooh, ah, you know, the funk mm -hmm. sounds. It's yeah. weird that he didn't ask Steven Adler to bang her in the studio to get the fuck She out. was mad at him. Oh, That's how it goes. Okay, got it. I, I just want to say I'm in the camp of they didn't fuck because Fiona was 28 at the time. And, <laughs> and to Kip Winger, Kip that's Winger, a that's, guilt. Yeah. <laughs> that's beyond MILF at this point in Kip Winger's career. He didn't get famous to fuck a 28-year-old, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Unless, her, unless her experience was at a higher level at that point. How does, do does Dr. Oh, wait. How does Dr. Conscience feel about me saying that Kip, uh, Kip Winger liked the young ladies? Well, it's well I mean, he wrote a song, song about it. Okay, there we go. That's called so, Seventeen. So I'm clear. Like, I feel like we're on safe moral ground. My there. conscience is clear. All right, let's move right. on. Number two. Oh yeah. yeah. Los Angeles Rams, 1986, singing the song "Ram It." Welcome back to L.A. Rams. You guys probably <laughs> fucked each other in 1986. Now, as, as a Bears fan, Hollywood Steve wanted Dr. Conscience to say that this is nothing but a ripoff of the classic Grammy-nominated Super Bowl Shuffle charity single. Yeah, except it's better. Listen to this yeah. for a minute. Do you guys think that this is why they left L.A.? <laughs> because because they, they, had, they had a lot of remorse after, after this song, and they're like, we, I just got to get out of town because yeah. I, I can't face people anymore. Much like the mighty Greek warriors of the Trojan War, <laughs> it is rumored that professional athletes sometimes seek comfort in each other's arms. I think this song really points to they probably fucked. Mm -hmm. And let's do a little societal uh, statistical math here. It said that 10% of the population is gay. There's 53 dudes on an NFL roster. That's 5.3% of the guys are gay. Add coaches, assistants, it goes up a couple notches. Add this Prob song, and it's probably another 20, 30 percent. Yeah. Pro <laughs> Probability is these guys fuck, but then again, you have to look inside their hearts. Were they truly attracted to each other? It's kind of, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of ill-informed to assume that gay guys just have sex together because they're gay. Did they love? Did were they attracted to each other in their hearts? And were they willing to sacrifice the delicate balance of team camaraderie? Uh, to to have, we should listen you to know, the song. Sex with each other. Honestly, the lyrics to this song are funnier than anything we're yeah. saying. We should we should hear what. Let them tell the story. Okay. Well, we've heard this part already. Well, here's one of these poor guys forced to do one of these. Verses. Oh wait, this is a sax oh, solo. Sax solo. That's pretty sultry, huh? Uh, mm -hmm. I, I remember some of the lyrics by assistant coach Dave Rickenback. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I'm quick off the line as I can be because I don't want Dick running over me. This is baby. 
I don't want dick running over me. Dr. Conscience is pretty convinced that these guys fucked and this song is about gay sex. Well, let's move on then because we got a number one. Seriously, go about. listen to this <laughs> and watch the video. It's amazing, it's amazing. Yeah, welcome to <laughs> welcome back. Welcome Ella. back, guys. <laughs> go Todd Gurley. Number one. The elephant is dying. The elephant in the room's alive and well. Eddie Murphy and Michael Jackson, what's up with you? Forget the rumors. Forget the arrests and legal settlements. Settlements. You gotta watch. You gotta. Yeah, I'm reading it. You gotta watch the body language. There's another one where you gotta watch the video, which is great podcasting. Yeah. Well, I think this is this is a song about. Uh, the environment and planetary harmony and excuse the metaphor but this is like candy in a molester's van to michael no. jackson yeah eddie like, murphy dangled the environment in front yeah, of him and got, said hey step into my windowless vehicle that hey, metaphor hey, my, is too close to the real thing michael i got a i got a song about it, planetary harmony you want to sing a duet with me planetary harmony hell yeah where's the microphone yeah. eddie it's in this van this is such a weird song, and it always has been. These are two superstars, both on the decline, deciding to team up and make a really weird song. It's garbage. I think it, I, it's I think it's weird because they don't quite know what each other's uh, sexual fetishes are, fantasies, and so they're both looking at each other, going, "I don't know what's up, what's with, you? up with you. I don't know what's mm-hmm. up with you." They're trying to see if they can kind of get together. So I'm gonna say with that, I don't think they fucked. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't think so either because according, you know, according to the the tabloid headlines, Michael Jackson is Eddie Murphy's type, but Eddie Murphy is not close to MJ's type. His type is more Diana Ross. Yeah. Well, bringing us back to the uh, mirror image fucking that uh, Hunter was speaking of earlier. These guys are just confused. They have no idea yeah. what's up with each other. I would imagine they tried to fuck but couldn't quite work it out. Yeah, it was like this song's like an negotiation. You would imagine that, wouldn't you? I don't know, oh, Doctor Conscience. Would you? Would, would Doctor Conscience what? Imagine that. No. I want to know his. Oh, <laughs> Doctor Conscience wouldn't imagine anything about this song. Well, what do you think about it? It is weird. It's definitely a weird song. With a lot a weird of verses video. about what men like. I like the lyrics in this song where Eddie Murphy's like, "I am the sun. I am the air. I am the wind." So the argument's like. I'm in you anyway. Yeah. Uh, anyway, well, that was a good. That was a good list. Oh, yeah. Anyway. We had a lot of fun. Very, huh, list, guys? very listenable. Let's very think, listenable. Let's, let's end on that Michael Michael Jackson Eddie Murphy song. This is more of a, a thought experiment. You know, if you put a label on a song called "They Probably Fucked," does it change the way you listen to the song? Maybe it does. It we, certainly does for me. What we're hoping is that it makes you enjoy it more. Because we want to give you a good playlist to enjoy for the weekend. Yeah, you might, do, you might do some fucking this weekend. Yeah, sit around with your Get friends and talk about what songs you like and if the people that sang them might have fucked. Uh, let's, let's talk about what didn't make the list. Hunter? Well, I just want to say that you know who probably didn't fuck? Anybody listened to, <laughs> listening to What's Up With You. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I would have included the song Lemon Incest by Serge Gainsbourg and Charlotte Gainsbourg. His daughter. 
His daughter. Yuck. His 14-year-old daughter. That is a fucking ooh, rough one. Ooh, gross. Yeah. It's gross. Don't listen to it, but they... And, and he's a provocateur at Surge Gaines. Don't watch the video. Ugh. Oh, man, that gave me the Ugh. creeps. <laughs> Made Lars von Trier blush. Uh, I want to add Unskinny Bob by Poison onto the list. Now, I know yeah, Poison's kind of... He's kind of... It's kind of low-hanging fruit for gay jokes. It but really not, is. But I'm not making a gay joke. I'm serious. I I don't we don't know what unskinny bop is. They're squirrely about it. It's my theory that it's okay. Well, before I get into what the theory is, think about poison. Brett Michaels and what's his name? Ricky Rocket. Ricky Rocket with uh, makeup, certified cosmetologist with with makeup on are more beautiful than ninety percent of the women in this country. Gorgeous. Okay, so imagine like that ten percentile women isn't always going to poison concerts. All right, so it's groupie time. Hey, hey, Brett, how are the how are the groupies today? Not so good, CC. Hey, unskinny bop. Yes, my theory is that unskinny bop is code for the band to fuck each other. And they were just flaunting it in front of us with this hit song, Unskinny Bop. We don't know what it's about. Eh, Who knows what it's about? They're above it. It's a code they used when they wanted to have sex with each other instead of ugly groupies. So I think they probably fucked. Yeah, I'm on board. All right, sounds good. They have a lot of questionable lyrics. We don't have time to get into any of them. Uh, I'm with you. Dr. Conjens, did you have any songs that weren't on the list? Uh, No. All right. All right, bring Hollywood Steve back. Hey, how's hey, guys. Hey, how's it going? Oh, hi. Oh, thank God. Yeah, get that fucker, Dr. Conscious, out here. He was a bummer. Oh, what a twat. He didn't prepare for the show. He just, it was terrible. Do you, you listen, you were listening. Do you, any songs you listen to and think these guys probably fucked? No, I really, I don't have these fantasies. What's that, what's that fake mustache in your pocket there, Hollywood Steve? <laughs> What is it? That's Dr. Conscious. Wait a minute. Oh, wait, you're the same Hollywood guy. Steve's the I tricked noodle. you all. Oh, well, Idiots. What a, what a trick it was. All right. Well, listen, that, this episode was uh, it's certainly an episode, and mm-hmm. hopefully it made you think. Next time, though, we're doing something awesome. We're doing our first ever battle episode. Battle! Van Halen versus Van Hagar. It's a battle of the band. We're, <laughs> we're going to take... A break from formula and duke it out. Hunter and I are amongst the millions that are starting to come out of the closet, out of the musical fan closet, to say... (laughs) Thousands. Yeah. The multiple thousands. thousands. To say, wait a second, Van Hagar was way better than Van Halen. Way better now. Way better. Wow. I'll go with that. I didn't didn't put the way on Uh, there, but I... Steve and Dave are going to make us try to think we're idiots, uh, but in the process, they're going to look like idiots, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I already have a case built. Yeah, the best of both worlds. Ooh, Wow. Oh, anyway. Well, that was a Van Hagar reference. It sure was, because it's the best. Oh, we'll, we'll save it for next week. We'll save yeah. it for next week. Yeah, fuck Listen, you. Uh, find this week's These Guys Probably Fuck playlist uh, and all Beyond Yacht Rock playlist by following J.D. Risner on Spotify. That's J-D-R-Y-Z-N-A-R. Mr. Speller is in the wow. house now. Yeah. <laughs> Hollywood uh, Steve went to the spelling bee. Subscribe, subscribe to so us on cool. iTunes. Uh, give us a rating and a review so we're a more popular podcast like Yacht Rock on Facebook. Uh, send questions via Twitter at Yacht Rock, hashtag YRPod. Follow JD at JD Riznar. Follow Hollywood Steve at Hollywood Steve H. Follow Dave at David B. Lyons. Follow Hunter in his car. He drives a forest green mid-2000 Scion with a rack on top. And send your uh, complaints to Dr. Conscience, because I don't think he did a good enough job today. Yeah, we're going to fire him. Uh, like Yacht Rock on Facebook. Go to YachtRock.com for what will one day be a useful experience. 
Thanks to Twitter user at John underscore digital for this week's countdown bumpers. They were trippy and delightful. And Th we used them. Mm -hmm. yep. Thank you, audience. Heard a Latin beat. Uh, thanks to producer Dustin Marshall for making us sound like professionals. And check out other Feral Audio podcasts at feralaudio.com. Thanks, everyone. Good night. Thank you.